this is where the magic happens. Hi, I'm Angela, and I'm a new mother. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ryan, and I uh, we're actually recording this on Father's Day. And, oh, yeah. Um, I guess I would be a father of a few surviving plants. Um, one really? Of my, one of my cacti did die because I think I left because I left it outside and we had a huge rainstorm oh, for like two days. Yeah. And I think I got oversaturated. But um so I am a neglectful father. Uh, I sublet to, to my I, plants. <laughs> I FaceTimed my um my subletter today to go over plants and there I had several different people saying they'd care for them. They're like all dead, all my fucking plants. I had to stare down some dead plants. But if anybody remembers, uh, I had a baby pineapple. I drove that all the way to Florida with me. And now I am the mother of like seven baby pineapples because baby pineapple, you can cut the top off a pineapple and stick it in the ground and it'll grow pineapples. It'll, well, it'll, okay, clarify. It'll grow pineapple plants. And then when they're eight inches long, you snip them off and plant those and those will grow pineapples. But this is not, this is not what I'm a mother to that I'm excited about. You yeah, know you're a, a mother Yeah, you're a, I didn't know you had a new subletter. Yeah, she's great. She, uh, she, she's, she's worked for best friends and she's got rescues and she was, she's a vet tech. She's my kind of people. I love her. Um, cool. yeah, I've got new people moving in my apartment too. Yeah. Right. I mean, got it's, two new people moving in next, uh, next wow. Wow. I'm glad you found people that fast. It's very exciting. The world is changing. All the so world is changing. Are we going to talk about my uh, squirrel? Penny? Yes. I have a squirrel. Okay. Here. So, all right. Two days after my dog passed, I really wasn't getting out of bed much. I slept a lot. Very sad. Anybody with ever love in their heart can totally relate to that loss. Um, then when I did emerge and go sit out back, my mom's like, this squirrel keeps coming up to me. I think we can feed her peanuts. And there is somebody in the neighborhood who has been like training the squirrels to come close, this little old lady who feeds them peanuts. This squirrel came up and got in my lap after not long. Like I had to, I really did have to work on her, but now we're best friends and I mother her and I bought her. Oh my God, Ryan, I spent $300 on squirrel shit that Does she, she like doesn't better? even want. Yeah, I pet the shit out of her. If you go to my Instagram, you will see me petting her. She, oh my God, she's so great. She planks. She comes over and just planks next to me. There are tons of pictures of her planking. I saw that. Oh she's being a sassy. <gasps> yeah, sexy she's so sassy. Squirrel oh, model. Speaking of, Rue heard you. Hey, Rue. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody, uh, any of our patrons can see a fluffy black cat approached. So, she's what are we? Jealous. So, today we're going to talk about a few things, right? Um, yeah. We're going to talk about crystal thing at the end. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're doing a new thing. Ryan's crystal corner. Um, but we're going to talk about, about, Oh shit. Oh yes. I love that ring. That's the Ruby ring. Yeah. That, uh, Allie mentioned in the Facebook group, but anyway, so patrons obviously can see. Did you see our Facebook group is booming? Have you seen all the people in our Facebook group now? How many people are in it now? Uh, almost 500. Really? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's going on, but our numbers have gone up. We suddenly have way more male listeners than female, according to whatever statistics anchor. I don't know how accurate it is, but we have a ton of male listeners, um, which I'm super happy about um, because the whole, the whole um, eclipse was supposed to awake like the divine masculine where misogyny is. De- this which was, was today, um, by the way. Yeah, this was Aslan's download, but men, lunar great news. This morning or this afternoon. Oh, God, I'm so excited. Men are about to get so much more fuckable just in time because I'm, I'm finally horny again. Um, but uh, yeah, I have a squirrel and um, I bought her a house, Ryan, because hurricane season is coming. So check this shit out. So here's Rue next to me. Um, when I got Rue, she came to me, teeny tiny baby in that litter covered in human piss. Someone came upon these baby cats and peed all over them because humans are the best and the worst of the universe. Now my squirrel has a perfect little hole in her ear and most likely it's because some asshole shot her with a BB gun. You believe this? I definitely believe it. I I swear to God, and I'm in Florida, so I will get away with this. But if I see a child with a BB gun on the street, I'm taking it from him and I'm beating him with it. (sighs) And nothing will happen because I'm in Florida. Nobody will care. I mean, they'll just be like, you know, like, I, that's just, that's what you see are people beating children here. Go to the grocery store, 
Oh God, I've gotten yelled yeah, at. Yeah, I imagine it was someone trying to keep that uh, keep Penny out of their garden potentially. Oh no, that's so fucked up. You don't shoot her. Shoot a shooter shooting a little animal in its face with a BB gun. Um, I actually don't beat children. I have gotten in trouble at grocery stores where um, parents have threatened to beat me when I try to intervene with them beating their children. That there, that's on topic. How to be an ally. Um, we're gonna talk about that today. Stuff about uh, I have some stories and examples. Um, God, we've, I mean, there's a lot of weird shit happening. I also want to talk about magic. Well, I mean, I think that's even an understatement. I feel like, I feel like everything's happening right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the fact that NASCAR got rid of the Confederate flag inside of their their race stadiums, um, you know, the NFL finally, um, you know, finally said the words Black Lives Matter. Um, Yeah. Finally. you know, I mean, well, let's be clear. The um, the power structure of the NFL finally said that. Because Kellen Kaepernick was saying it years ago, mm-hmm. um, along with other players like Malcolm Jenkins and some other players uh, were doing it uh, for a while. And, you know, then there's, yeah, I mean, everything, it feels like what everything was it? Like, is changing. Yeah, everything. Finally, people are getting outed for being racists. And it's like, Everybody was just okay with it. Oh my God. Also, how about this new generation? I saw a compilation video. What are we calling them? Gen Z? Is this Gen Z? It's Gen um, Z. Right? I think so. Should be Gen K-pop or K-Stan or what do they call themselves? I, I don't even, I don't, I, oh you know, my God. I'm 43 years old. So I don't even really know what the fuck is, what all that is. But Did you see what they did though? Did you see what these geniuses did with TikTok where they, um, they all reserved tickets to the Trump rally? So the Trump rally believed it had the masses coming. It wasn't that they got the tickets. They just said they were going to go. That we, I don't think you could get tickets. But then that's why they rented such a big space and it was empty. Because all these brilliant young people tricked him. Oh my God, it's so brilliant. Um, what was the other thing? Oh, the compilation videos of the protests. There's this one and somebody wrote, I think it's... It's got to be Gen Z, right? We have a Gen X. Yeah, we have a Gen, Gen Y. Z. I'm pretty sure. It's be and Gen- then it's okay. millennials and then it's Gen Z or whatever, right? Oh, yes. So um, it, somebody made this compilation video and it's like one of the protesters chasing cops with like a pole, like chasing cops off. Um, just crazy shit. And it says, it says something like Gen Z is crazy, yo. <laughs> it's so good. But it's all these young people being fucking bonkers and t- taking action, which my God, like, I don't think we've ever, I don't think we've ever seen this. Like any, any of the generations, ours or the the ones around it. Not that we're lazy. I think that, you know, I think that sometimes people just can't get their shit together and organize and have a collective brain. And this generation really seems to have a collective brain. The things that they've decided on, you know, the words that we are not going to use anymore. Well, they grew up connected to each other in ways that we didn't. And Gen X has been pacified. Gen X got like our generation. We got mm-hmm. pacified along the way. I mean, we were full of spit and vinegar too. We were. When we were young. I mean, I was. I mean, I, I let a walk out. I mean, I let a walk out in high school and like uh, protested and things like that. But it was like, you know, I was willing to, you know. But then somewhere along the way, we failed in all mm-hmm. these grand ideas about changing the world. Right? At least yeah. at a young age. And because we were pacified by the comforts of capitalism and privilege and all that shit. Right. And, you know, that privilege eventually poisoned our motivation to make real change. And we became complicit in the structure that was oppressing other people. And this, um, you know, obviously not all of us. There were, you know, there were obviously some of us in Gen X who never stopped fighting and never gave Mm -hmm. up and we're always you know and i I protested lots of shit i organized protests i asked everyone in the cafeteria please don't eat that veal so that they stop we stood there and one other person and i asked everyone please don't eat that veal we can't even get a fucking veggie burger in here and then they stopped serving veal and we got veggie burgers oh i cried i begged people it was really fucked up i'm sure that that I hope that affected a lot of people for the rest of their lives. Well, hopefully so. Uh, speaking of which, um, well, what was I going to say? It was like, I think that's part of being an ally. And I'm learning mm-hmm. about all of this stuff. It's a work in progress for me. Trying to under, like, I didn't realize that George Washington's dentures weren't wooden, that they were the 
teeth compiled from slaves, you know, yeah. like these, like all these other things that, you know, Oh my God, the you stuff know, that's like, coming you know, to the a, there's right a lot now. of stuff to learn for people like me and people like us. And yeah. I think that's probably the hardest part when it comes to, you know, trying to be committed to being an ally is understanding yeah. the things that you've been doing wrong yes, and accepting it and acknowledging it, taking accountability for, yeah. you know, not being a good person. Um, and yep. this goes with being allies of all kinds. There is someone I am no longer friends with. And, uh, he, um, he is the partner of, a, of someone I'm no longer friends with. And it, it was a lot of racist jokes, lots of racist jokes. And I used to take a Sarah Silverman approach where I'd be like, yeah, but it's almost funny because racism is so absurd to me. So when he'd make these dumb racist jokes, I'd be like, but it's just so absurd. Who takes this seriously? And I thought that was where he was coming from. And it might be, you know, I, I, I do think he is racist. Um, but I had this, I was like, ah, it's just, it's absurd. Like it's not hurting anybody. Fuck that. That is over. I am never sitting through a racist comment or joke again for the rest of my life. I don't care who it is. Um, but this is a really good way to be an ally. Do not tolerate shit. Call people out. You don't have to scream and fight and go back and forth in comments. You can just call them a fucking piece of shit racist and walk away. And now what will stay with them is next time they think they're going to be funny and test the waters and see if oh, maybe you're, you're also racist, they're going to think twice. They're not, they're, it's not going to be a, a, as well received, you know, or it might not be, I hope not, but these are the little tiny things. Even Colin Kaepernick, I actually on Facebook just today had an exchange with this person who is a friend of mine. I met him in Casadega and, um, I, this was, God, this was like such a perfect day. I had journeyed with Kat. If you ever go to Casadega, do a past life journey with Kat. She holds your hand the whole time. She's phenomenal. Um, it, that was, that was like a big turning point for me with lots of things that I saw about myself. And now I'm able to access it on my own. Um, my cousin went and saw Doreen for the first time. And I told her anybody, anybody ever seeing Doreen in Casadega and Ryan someday, someday we'll do this. Doreen's also a cancer like you. Um, the first time you see Doreen, it feels like 10 years of therapy in one hour. She gives you permission. She sees through you. She gives you permission to be exactly who you are. She explains, like, she told me I was a natural born nomad. The moment I sat down, she's like, stop fighting it. You live out of a suitcase. That's who you are. Like, amazing. Also told me about my trailer before I had it, you know? Um, but so my cousin was with her. I did, like, God, I was with Kat for hours. And also we were just hanging out because then your psychic will smoke on the porch and you can hang out if you're lucky. And so we're just hanging out outside talking shit. But um, I go into the bar. The Casadego Hotel has this like gross little restaurant called Sinatra's. It's it's fine. It's just, I mean, it's it's okay. I shouldn't say gross. It's I hate Frank Sinatra. That's what it is. You know that. I fucking hate him. Um, he's a wife beater. He's a piece of shit. Um, and a Sagittarius man, classic Sag man. Um, so anyway, Sinatra's. I go, I go to the bar. My cousin is having a drink. Casadega has like a really fun vibe. And there are locals who come in there and drink. And there were a couple. There were maybe three men. Two, uh, two of them were older. Um, two older white guys. Of course, I'm only giving you their description because it's about to be relevant. And um, a really uh, like kind of like he was, he was, a, he felt like a local, but one African-American man. And then you got the bartender. <clears throat> and I sit down. And I order a dirty martini and my cousin is just raving about Doreen and how her life has changed and this and this and this telling me everything Doreen saw for her. And I start telling her about my journey with Kat and these people start talking about Colin Kaepernick and taking, taking the knee and, and this bullshit. And they're like, why, why bring it into the baseball or sorry, I don't know sports. Why bring it into the football? Why make it, blah, blah. why you gotta, why you gotta ruin everybody's mood, blah, blah. And I'm sitting there and I mean, I was elated. I was as happy and peaceful as I can feel. And I think because I was in such a sensitive space, it triggered me so quickly. I stood up, the bartender was like talking over my head and agreeing. And I wasn't really thinking about um, the one black person in the room. I wasn't really, th I was thinking about all the fucking black people who have to hear dumbass white people talk about 
how they shouldn't have to, they shouldn't have to sit through protests. They shouldn't have to have or be reminded of our history. And I, I remember standing up between them, like in my chair and saying, none of you have the right to talk about this and you're ruining everything right now. White people talking about this, nobody cares. Stop talking about it. And I, I don't remember everything I said, but I basically told them they had no right to say it. This guy, my friend, my now friend, Kevin, comes over, sits down, buys me a drink, and he's like, tell me all about yourself. And we just <laughs> went into it. And now we're friends. And when, when it's safe to be around people, I'm going to go have a drink with them in Casadega. Meanwhile, my friend Katie, talking to one of the old racists, but they all agreed with me. They all said, you're right, you're right. And they were subdued by it. And then, and I didn't say like, fuck you, you're fucking stupid. I didn't go anywhere like that. I was, I was angry and I do have that Mercury Capricorn business, but, and triple fire, but I was, I was able to passionately convey and this shit, like I, I did tolerate racism. Like I don't, I don't think I ever did, but I have tolerated racism. You know the story I just told you guys a minute ago about somebody I'm not friends with anymore. Like, that's fucked up and I'm done with it. But this is a very good example. You don't have to scream. You don't have to shout. You don't have to go through comments and get mad. I've done that and it's a waste of your energy. And when you give that energy away, you are giving them fuel for their fire. Don't fight. Just lay it all out. One of my favorite fucking things to do is when a Christian says some dumb shit, I say to them, wow, what do you think Jesus would say about this? Oh, and I got some Jesus stuff to talk about today too. But um, I, I just say like, what do you think Jesus would say if he saw this comment? And man, that is effective. And you know that a lot of these people are operating under a false sense of, of what Christianity is. You don't have to give them a lot. You just give them enough and you shut it down. But that is the job now. Shut it down. No more tolerance. No more tolerance for racism. Yeah, I or, think that's... Or any of it. I mean, it's... It's something I call assumed racism. Mm -hmm. And the only reason that this phenomena of, we'll call it assumed racism exists is because of inherent racism in society, right? Where a mm -hmm. white person feels comfortable, the, the mere fact that a, a white person would feel comfortable sharing such beliefs with another white person oh my God. is assumed racism. Yeah. And it's happened to me in a doctor's office waiting room before where an old man started doing that. Something I've done in the past is if someone would, and this usually is pretty effective. If someone starts to tell me like a joke, a racist joke, I listen to the joke. And then when they deliver the punchline, I act as if they were like giving me information that they believed. Mm -hmm. And I just simply say, well, why did they do that? Good uh, for you. And they're like, <laughs> well, because the joke is that, you know, because the black guy did the, and I'll be like, but why would the, well, I was like, why would the black guy do that? Good and for like, you, Ryan. Because, because, and then they're like, you, they, yeah. Watching them try to explain it and then realize that you're uh, this, this, the process of them figuring out that you're calling them out yeah. on telling you a racist joke. Um, you, you literally see their fucking head explode as yes. they're trying to figure that out, but it's a good way to disarm them. And I think that should be the, the objective is to disarm them, take away whatever fucking knowledge or power they think they have because white privilege is real. People saying white privilege isn't real. Uh, like, LOL. I mean, unbelievable the shit that I have seen on Twitter. I, no, also I don't, I'm not really on Twitter right now because it's a lot, you know, but the stuff that I've seen these dumbasses post is mind blowing. Oh my God. Yeah. And I think Shucky, come here. if I had Ryan to Davis. take away some kind of positive from all of that, from mm -hmm. like the, you know, the force of outrage against it, um, mm -hmm the the positive to be taken from that for me is trying to understand that like there's a reason these people are pushing back so hard it's yeah. because they under they see the fucking train coming down the tunnel yep and they're screaming telling everybody to hit the fucking brakes look right here <laughs> it's mama's and love so they love. see they see change coming and it frightens them and they know they can't stop it yeah yes and, and also 
they know they're in a position of power and they don't want to lose it. Telling, creating this like myth that there are inferior people and life forms based on race and fuck, I mean, fucking hell. This whole, God, I mean, the whole um, white pretty thing that I never understand it. I never understand it, but it's been perpetuated this whole um, lighter skin. It's a story. It's a fabrication. It's a, you know, it's a, you know, it's a fairy tale. And when like, in these fairy tales, and they're not even fairy tales, these horrific stories um, that have been weaved, um, you can always, in in the conspiracy world, they always say, follow the money, right? That's where you get to the source of things. But if you follow the author Mm -hmm. of any of these stories that have been told in throughout you know, specifically my experience has been growing up as an American. So I can speak to that. When it comes to the power structures in our country, you follow the author, find out who the author is of all of these stories. And you, you realize that the author is always the same person, right? Yep. It's usually a white man, always a white man who's writing these stories when it comes to, you know, what, what the world should be like how women should be, you know, how um, black people should be treated, how Mexicans should be treated, how immigrants of any kind or, or trans people, uh, anyone who's not in that straight white author POV, that's been the POV of the American story and everything else, everything else kind of just, you know, branches off from that. Yeah. Objectifying, like putting, making us all these little pieces that fit in a, in a story. It really is. Yeah. Um, These are all the things that fit into the story and this is the way reality should be. And, you know, and I've been victim to, you know, believing these stories, you know, cause it takes, it takes someone to, you know, rattle you up and be like, Hey, this is a story that's being told that's fucking bullshit. And the story doesn't help people. And then you realize, Oh fuck, I didn't even realize that also was a part of the story when it comes to like the way men, uh, men treat women. You know, I've been guilty of you know mistreating women in my past. I've been guilty of um, being complicit in racism because um, there were groups of friends of mine I had when I was younger who would tell racist jokes because you know they would scream at the top of their lungs that they're not racist, but oh at the God. same time then they you know tell those race. I'm, you know, it's something I guess I take for granted nowadays, but I don't have any friends that I hang out with that tell racist jokes. And I hang out with comedians almost exclusively. So um, I think probably the biggest part for me in like trying to understand and realize what it means to be an ally is um, I love all the resources that are online and social media and things like that. And it's like, you know, it's about educating yourself more than just don't like go find a black friend and have them explain everything to you. Like, yeah, now you're, you're, you're still, you're being lazy when you do that. You're not taking any responsibility Oh my trying God. to yeah. learn anything yourself and so and also how exhausting for any black people oh my god i have a, i have another story about that um sorry keep saying your thing but yeah so i think <laughs> but when it, it comes to i mean to try to tie it into like the things we normally talk about i guess i mean part of it is about you know and we've had this conversation before about like you know my uneducated view of the history of witchcraft and like it seems to me that one of the you know, one of the tenets of witchcraft is giving in magic is giving power to someone who feels like they need to take power for themselves. Yes. And, and, and so then you would have, you know, marginalized communities or oppressed segments of society who are treated unfairly, finding their way to magic to try to empower themselves. And, and so when it comes to being part of the power structure, it's like one of the coolest things you can, or I, I realized during this whole thing is it's not like, yeah, I may have been part of the problem, but the coolest thing about it is that like, I can be such a powerful part of the solution as yes. well. Every um, single time you speak up, silence kills it. When we're silent, it dies right there. Any, any spark of change dies. Anytime you speak up, you keep 
the momentum going. You keep it alive. You give it fire, you know? And that's how it has to be from now on. This is over. This fucking shit we've tolerated. Ryan, I had no idea. And this is this is how I really fucked up over not knowing this. So, you know, we hear these horrific stories about what they did to Jewish people in concentration camps and these fucked up sinister doctors experimenting on people. Uh, of course they did this to enslaved women. Of course they fucking did this. Um, I just read this horrible, I'm just going to say, guys, this is going to trigger you because I'm still fucked up over it. This doctor said uh, black women didn't feel pain and he didn't use anything on them and did horrible surgeries that he perfected on them. Then he would give anesthesia to white women and do the same surgeries on them. And there's a a painting of um, Suna shared it to Instagram. I put it in my stories. I, I can't remember his name. They've named so many medical instruments after this man. Um, they're just this man has been honored for being a torture doctor for basically being the same as like an Auschwitz fucking madman. You know, um, I did not know about this history. I did not know that this was a fucked up thing that was going on. But why would it not have been? Well, you know, like, I, I just feel like, of course, th these are the things, these are the things not taught in school. And in Florida, I went to high school in Florida. I am not from Florida. I spent minimal time in Florida, but I did go to high school here. I'm here again. I know, but, <laughs> but I didn't learn about the Holocaust and I sure as shit didn't learn about slavery. I saw plenty of Confederate flags. I had to educate myself on those things because we read the diary of and Frank and they didn't even teach us about the Holocaust. How do you do that? Oh, what are they hiding from? They're just hiding. They're soldiers. It's like a fairy tale. It's not real. You know, that's bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, as soon as everybody realizes that when everybody feels equal and feels like they have access to the resources that are at least alleged to be available for everybody that's a better world for everybody else yeah, yeah. i mean everybody yes. gets to have more fun and have a better life that way and yeah. the responsibility is you know i mean i guess it's like you know it's a part of being like extremely lucky to be alive during this time Mm -hmm. to be able to make that choice to be a part of it and whether you know and it's a tough fucking pill to swallow so many yeah. times when you have to face the fucking darkness inside oh yourself God. and realize god damn it you know i haven't fucking done anything or and things like that and enough. i think yeah and like trying to for me i know especially we were talking before we started recording these last like four days with the retrograde and everything else going on, it's been fucking heavy. It's been so, I've just been, I've barely been sleeping. I've been a fucking wreck. And yeah, me too. I told you so, I've been hung over two days in a row getting alone drunk. Cause I can't cope with my feelings. Tonight is the official new moon and I have to do magic and you know, but I'm not. I'm, oh, I know don't. it's a new moon. You, 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 you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm the goddess does like me to drink with her. So I'll probably just imbibe some red wine. No big deal. But yeah, I drank like a shit ton of mezcal last night. The night before it was really gross white sangria because my brother likes his fruity drinks. But um, oh, but yeah, mezcal. Just, I was like, just watching Carnival, that old <gasps> HBO series. I watched yes! the first season. It's so <gasps> fucking dark. But uh, they, so were drinking, good. they were drinking car uh, mezcal in did the episode you... I was watching. I finished season one last night. Did, oh, wait till you get to the end. It's God, they, I cannot believe they discontinued that show. I cannot believe it's they fucking did not dark. make more. I did it's watch. So oh, beautiful. something I didn't want to talk about because um, we had uh, a listener mention it was I'd watched Game Ch the Game Changers doc about the athletes who are vegan. Oh, yeah. And I watched that doc and I was just like, oh my God. Every time I watch like Forks Over Knives or uh -huh. any doc promoting vegetarianism or vegan yep. uh, lifestyles every time it's like it's like what I know I'm like you know because we talk you about know you're wings. a vegan there yes, yeah there are so many people who are vegan they just haven't they haven't taken the blinders off yet yeah and so it's you know and so since I since I watched that I don't know it's been a few at least a few days but yeah it's been it's been, you know, I love the idea. I, I enjoy the, the idea of my future life much better. Um, where, 
you know, and part of me, like, there's a part of my old brain. It's just like, man, but like, you love to have chicken wings. Um, and it's like, oh my God, wait till you have vegan. No, I've had those. vegan chicken. I've, oh, I've had oh yeah. I've had them for years. I've eaten vegan chicken wings. Um, and where do you like, get them? Where there's a place you, called you... Sage in Los Angeles, right down there by where you, Oh, okay. Yeah. Spot. That's where, yeah, um, I've been to Sage. Sage's is fine. You haven't had the good ones yet. Sage's. I've good. also had veggie grills. Veggie grills, veggie grills great. Yeah, they're very oh, good. It's always, grill. it's very good. <gasps> I never Missing finish so eating bad. those meals and I'm just like, uh, something's missing. Never have I had that experience. No. And so <sighs> it's just a question of like, you know, doing more preparing of food at home yeah. and things like that. But it's also, you what get I to really love a lot more when you're vegan too. And some of the science about it that ties into like the pineal gland and tapping into intuition and power and actually transformation of of oneself on a physical because i think sometimes i forget about that mm -hmm. when we when we think about like magic and meditation and all these other transformations i've been trying to make and it's like i can't neglect the anchor of all of this which is my physical body yeah and my physical body will fucking shout at me um when i'm neglecting it in such ways and yeah. um in these last few days i knew that if i if I used the tools of my meditation practices um, better, that I'd be better coping with everything I'm feeling and everything that's yep. going on in the world. And, and yet I pushed it away until earlier today. We actually started recording late because I meditated and then I started doing, <laughs> I finished a meditation, a Tantra meditation. And then I was doing just like a lay down meditation after that. And I fell asleep. <laughs> a lay down, a lay down meditation. Yeah. Well, no, where I was just laying down. I know, I know, but it's oh, funny because oh, okay. it's like you went to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I went to sleep. I went to sleep, which is like, you know, I've been having so much trouble sleeping for like a week. Me too. And then I fall asleep when I'm not even trying to. Oh my God. Like, also, because you know, of the meditation. Right? Yeah. Also, the veil is really thin right now. So I keep telling people this like, set intention before you go to sleep. Um, it was fun. I was texting with, um, you know, Gab Cohen, who. We, you did, you just From did the her vibe podcast. Within podcast. Or she did your podcast. Yeah. I'm going to do hers soon. Um, but she, I love her. And we were texting about astral plane, sexy stuff. And, um, oh my God, my guides told me some really, really lovely things, um, recently about just like my purpose and, and really great fucking beautiful things. I'm so grateful. And this is the thing I, I'm, I've never been so fully booked for readings as I have been lately, um, which now you guys, you can book, I keep days on my website, so you can just go in there and book uh, stuff. But um, everybody, you all have access right now to your guides in a way that we usually don't have. There's like, there's like no veil. Um, I'm working on that psychic development course and it's so fun and I keep learning more stuff because they keep giving me downloads for it. Also, like it's so vast. I don't even, I don't even know how fucking long this thing is going to be. I'm just feeling it out. Um, but right now a really great thing to be doing is setting intention before you go to sleep where you just, whatever you want. And you know, I wanted to be able to communicate with animals. I really wanted that. And now I can straight up channel right through somebody's animal. Like I can I, now, I mean, it's still coming in where it's, it gets bigger and better all the time, but that was such a big thing for me. I just asked for it. Like I just asked, granted I asked Hakate for it, but like I said, before I'd go to sleep, I want to wake up and be more psychic tomorrow. I want to wake up over better. middle management. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. Um, I'm going to have to talk to the boss about this. <laughs> okay. I'm going straight to the boss. Yes. I'm going to be talking to her tonight. I can't wait. Cause I can already feel like she's been, she's been coming around. I also, um, because you know, I never, I was bragging, bragging. I was saying how I never have bad dreams anymore. I have control of my dreams. Oh my God. My dogs keep coming back in my dreams. And it's been really hard because I have to watch one of them die over and over. I'm, I am not sure why. And then I wake up and I have this moment because, you know, I used to have bad dreams about my dogs dying like everybody has a long time ago, but I'll wake up and I'll have this moment of they're fine. They're fine. And then I'm like, they're both dead. Like it's such a mind fuck. And I know that they're coming around with a purpose. I'm not totally sure what it is yet. My God, Daisy crossed over so beautifully though. She only just passed in February. They're their old selves. Dolly's still not quite there, but Daisy's like, I don't know that I don't know what they're doing. They're doing some kind of work for me, which 
they owe me. So this is great. And also <laughs> I do love seeing them, but then I wake up and I'm fucked up over it. But another great thing is setting intention to talk to your ancestors and, and deceased loved ones because they're around big time right now. That squirrel smells just like my grandfather. My mom said it today. It smells like you're smelling his scalp. It's crazy. That's crazy. It, she smells like, like caramel and like a cabin. And that's how he smelled. Oh God, I love her so much. Meanwhile, the only dream you talking about this made me remember a dream. Oh, good. Let's I, get cancer. I only, <laughs> cancers. I got to make all of our memes for cancer. That's going to be one. How much cancers love talking about their dreams. Go um, on. <laughs> and I never remember my dreams. So people are not subjected to me talking about them. So I do have a digital recorder by my bed now though. Or when I wake up to start Ooh, for audio? talking about, yeah, for audio. Cause I never, I've never been able to lean into writing my dreams in I a dream journal. I've never been able to do that. So I've got a digital recorder at the advice of a friend of mine. I, this is, this one's really quick and I think you'll enjoy it. Oh, good. I had a dream the other night. Oh my gosh. And I don't know where <laughs> I was or what I was doing. Well, I mean, I know what I was doing, but it's so weird. Like I was like standing over like a trash can. And I was just pulling out. Oh, this like, is good. Like, you know, like bales of hay. Like I was like <laughs> gripping like bales of like thick nose hair. Just <gasps> out of my nose, like ripping nose hair out of my nose and throwing it in the trash. And I just, and it just kept, there was so much nose hair. And I just kept like grabbing it and ripping it out and throwing it in the yeah. trash. And it was just so much nose hair. That was the whole dream. Ooh. Wow. But, Damn. Um, yeah, which is, I, it makes no fucking sense. I one time grew a garlic clove. I have a scar where I had a birthmark and uh, on the back of my leg and I tore it open because I kept fucking my boyfriend in high school and the, like you can't do that when you just had major surgery apparently. So it tore open several times. It's really gross and uh, it's a terrible scar. And I, I can't see it because it's on the back of my leg. But anyway, everybody loves to ask me what it is. Um, but one time I had a dream that a giant garlic clove grew out of it and I could turn around because I can kind of see it, but I could turn around and I remember the feeling of like pulling it off my body and now garlic cloves are one of the ways I honor Hakate. So it's sort of like, it's almost like it was a way to say like, hey, this weird, gross thing on your body is magic, powerful. is beautiful, is powerful. Yeah, powerful. I mean. So maybe I, I should be keeping my nose hairs in a jar. Maybe you should, Ryan. Maybe you should. <laughs> um, I should keep them all in a jar. Oh, should we take a break real quick? Look at me. I'm on time. I'm saying we should take a break. That's a great idea. Let's do that. Although I have no idea how long we've been recording because we I talked for a while before the, so the timer's <laughs> off. Let me write. Okay, we're back. So, so I wanted to talk about magic for the collective. So being an ally means don't, you don't tolerate shit. No more tolerance. No more tolerance for racists. No more tolerance for sexists. Uh, sexists? Sexist shit. Um, sexist. Also, if you hear somebody completely objectify a human of any sort, well, I mean, it's not really that bad if women do it about men, but, but let's not do that anymore. You know, call all this shit out. Call it all out. Burn it to the ground. That's my motto. I realized that in the last couple months, everything is burn it to the ground, burn it to the ground. Whenever it doesn't work, I burn bridges. I burn fucking everything down. Um, but magic for the collective. Come here, you bastard. God, this cat, I love all the cats. Usually when we record is dinner time and they're all out on the catio, but they're in here tonight. And I think they, I think cause my energy is so high, they're all about it. Um, but, uh, okay. So this big, I talked about the spell a couple, oh my God, the other course I'm putting together, I am going to do a full year of magic with every holiday, tell you how to do it based on whatever the planets are doing. So a whole year of, of prescribed magic. And I'm going to teach you how to do moon magic where you start with the new moon and you do a full cycle for manifestation. So you go from one new moon to the other new moon. Um, but this new moon thing that I did, and this was, I think, I can't remember how many years, I think it was five years they wanted me to map out. And uh, they told me how many things I talked about on the podcast when we, when I did this, so this is like months ago. It was when I was still in LA. They had me like go through a whole process and this was, this is like the only real big magic I'm supposed to be doing for the next year, basically. And I, I wrote it all down. 
But the number one thing that they, that they had me do, they had me, the very first thing had to be something for the greater good and not for myself. And um, that was like, whoa, that was, most people don't do magic for the greater good. So I chose, and I might've already talked about this before, but um, I chose, I wanted to um, end a lot of animal suffering. And when I did it, the intent, I saw factory farming and um, just basically like I did see the dogs that are so abused in China. I just got into it with my brother the other day. He very, eats very little um, beef or anything, but we got into it about dogs versus pigs. And I was like, cause he's like the things they do to dogs. Oh. And I was like, it's apples and oranges to me, a dog and a pig and all like, they're all equal for me. Um, and then he, my mom and I were talking to him on speaker and he just went off like a fucking soliloquy about dogs and the bond with dogs, pigs. This is his quote. I love my brother so much. He's a good human being. He does really good work. Pigs didn't come out of the woods to sit next to men by the fire. Dogs did. <laughs> my mom and I were silent laughing so hard. I thought she was going to die. And she told, she made me promise never to tell him. And I'm like, he won't care. You got, maybe the, the maybe because the pigs never had a chance to sit down before they were getting cooked on that fire. Yeah. Pigs were too smart. They knew man would fuck them up. Pigs uh, are too smart. So, um, so my greater good was um, I pictured the animals and I did picture the dogs. Um, Cause you guys in China, they do, it's there's really not a lot of humane killing ever for meat and um they were using fur there too so they would do really fucked up things to kill dogs um but i, I did see those dogs when i was doing this um and this was right before this was like months before covid when i did this i don't know it's on an episode anyway number one i i pictured the factory farming and i pictured the dogs and i needed less i just needed less i needed them to be out of their misery and then fucking COVID hits and all the all these factory farms have to euthanize their animals which god as long as they don't build it back up really those animals are put out of their misery the the there's no human everybody wants to tell you about the farm in Maine oh I went to this farm oh I saw this farm these these cows love it everybody loves it they love giving their life so somebody can eat a steak like this shit is talk about a fairy tale um and also I understand you know you've been raised you've been conditioned it's hard to open your eyes but once you see you can't stay blind and that's why you should all be watching what is the movie Earthlings what was the one you just watched Earthlings is a good one Yes. I haven't seen that yet. Um, so anyway, that was my number one thing. My five years, I needed to see less of that in the world. Boom. COVID hits. Now these wet markets, they tried to open a market in China and, and COVID went crazy again. They've, they've ended a lot of it. They've ended, I mean, they've changed a lot of things. You know, people aren't going to be like eating endangered species now that we know that they are. I mean, really like what Sarah said, it's, so fitting that it would be an animal that would start this. The way that animals are mistreated on this planet, it is so fitting that an animal would, the, the, the abuse given to an animal would create COVID-19. Um, so that was the first thing. And the fact that that has already been generated, the fact that I am seeing the number one thing on this list come to fruition, I mean, ideally, Shuggy's playing in a box right next to me. I'm gonna not look. It's so hard. Oh my god, he's so cute. You guys, I'm so sorry. He's, Ideally, he's doing this on purpose. He totally knows what he's it's because I'm not giving him attention. So he's like, oh my, and he's loving on them. I just have to stop. Um huh, I wonder who that reminds me of. What? <laughs> what was that? I'm not paying attention. I better start playing and I better start like doing something. Um, <laughs> so many yeah. of us. So okay, so. If you want, because now I'm like, holy shit, the other things on this list, because I gave my energy to greater good. I gave my energy to uh, a source that doesn't benefit me directly at all. I gave my energy to benefiting the oppressed. And now, tick, 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 number two on that list is coming into fruition. So I'm not saying like do magic for the collective because you'll reap the benefits. I'm not saying that. I'm saying 
if you, and you are, you're a magical, powerful, strong being, you have an obligation to help others. Like we all, this is, this is the awakening is about uniting and, and creating something together. And even what you were saying about young people being raised with the internet and all along, everybody said like, it was going to be a bad thing. These kids weren't going to have empathy. These people are going to grow up and be soulless shells because of, um, phones like you know smartphones look at this there was never soulless there was never soulless shells of people before the internet yeah (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, we never had war before the internet we never had any of this shit yeah and we are part the individual is part of the collective is also so you help the collective you're helping yourself but it is something it is something interesting that you know i've never thought about all that much when it comes to like my own practice yeah yeah. And this is part of it because when we leave these bodies, we all return, well, unless we we get all jacked up and we get confused and we stay a ghost or, you know, whatever. Um, but we go back to source and we're all just part of source and it's nice and warm and loving. Oh my God. I, I have to talk about Jesus too in this one. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> I'm like, there are so many witches who do not give a fuck about Jesus, but he has been, he's been hanging around ever since I was about to, ever since COVID hit, Jesus has been right up on my ass. And I can't stop listening to the musical Jesus Christ Superstar, which I was in when I was in high school. Not Mary. That's coming. That's that's going on a list. I want to play Mary fucking Magdalene. And you know what? I can sing and I can act. And I'm not a professional anymore, but I was. I want to play Mary Magdalene. And that might just be a mood right now because Jesus is my current boyfriend. I don't even see Pan anymore. <laughs> Pan doesn't what? even come around. Yeah. You're in bed I mean, with JC right now? I think so. I really do. And when I sing these songs, like, and I picture like being in the musical, I'm like rubbing my ass on the actor playing Jesus. But in my mind, it's really Jesus. So this is a weird place. But this is also because I have called on him a lot and I've called on Hakate a lot for everything. And they're, they seem totally cool with each other. But Jesus shows up constantly for me right now. And Jesus is all about protection. And I mean, you can call angels, you can call days, you can call whatever you want. For whatever reason, Jesus Christ and I have had a bond and it's something older. It's something, I'm not into Christians and I'm not into Christianity because Christianity is not about Jesus. Christianity is about a warped fucking fable, you know, but everything Jesus said in those, in those fucking make-believe books, all of his quotes, I am down with. I'm totally down with JC. Um, but anybody who is scared right now, anybody protesting, anybody who has to go to work, invoke that guy because he's so great. He has been like lighting up my chakras a little bit. And now that my Uranus opposition is over, I mean, I go back in in January, February for a minute when it retrogrades. But like, I'm so horny lately. And when I feel that fuck boy Jesus energy, I love it. He he has this is really hot energy. This is throwing me for a <laughs> I'm not like going to worship him. He knows. Because in the past you would like, I would always kind of play devil's advocate ironically and in somewhat defending Jesus. There's something in its mouth. That's Shooky. It's his toy. If anybody's a patron watching this, you can see a lot of my Um, cat tonight. (laughs) Yeah. So it's ironic that like, I would always be devil's advocate for Jesus. And now you're on board with Jesus. And I would just like to say that, uh, now I'm going to shit on Jesus. Um, he, no, I'm I just would kidding. Fuck, I'm not going to. I would, no, you don't have to. He doesn't care anyway. I would fuck Jesus Christ. If he wants to hop in a body and do it on the astral plane or whatever, I will fuck Jesus. Mark my words. His energy is amazing. Very sexual. Um, who, would, also, who would amongst us, regardless of It sounds of like a lyric are, from Jesus Christ Superstar. Who would amongst us. <laughs> amongst us <laughs> who would amongst us deny themselves the grip of jc on their loins like i'd have sex with jesus right thank you ryan who's gonna this... pass up that opportunity thank it's you experience it's, it transcends like your sexuality identity your yeah. sexual identity like it's 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 like an experience yeah um, can we also talk for a minute about how mary probably was not a sex worker and they found evidence that she was his wife. And Mary Magdalene. This, yep, Mary Magdalene. Yeah, not his mom. Um, how unfortunate is that, though, that, like, your hot uh, wife is your, or anyway, whatever. Wives are hot. How unfortunate. My ex has the same name as my brother. And it was really awful. 
it was hard. It was a hard, hard thing to say during sex. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are we getting at here? I was like, I dated a woman. <laughs> I told you how I dated a woman named Ryan. Oh, I always forget this. And that was really easy. Yeah, I sex. know, right? If I could clone myself, I would fuck the shit out of that beautiful bitch. Well, this that's woman, we looked, all this woman looked nothing like me, and that's why I was so attracted to her. But um, <laughs> it is for a um, short while. Um, I had a, I had a thing that I felt like there was a transition there. You talk, I'll remember what I was going to say. Oh, okay. You were talking about JC and everything, and it is interesting when you think about trying to do magic for the collective as opposed to mm -hmm. oneself. Because I've always been like, man, there's like a laundry list of things that I need to fucking fix, or yeah. that I need to do, that I want to do for myself. Um, to be the type of person that I envision myself being. And then, but considering it in a way of putting myself below the needs of the greater good is, it is it's refreshing and it really opens my eyes to understanding that that's probably the best way to always do it. Yeah, to lead with that. Um, now that I, because uh, I have to, I have to keep doing it. I always have to, ask for that. You know, everything on this list is stuff I have to ask for. When I get the other things on this list, I have to always have gratitude going for them too. I'm probably buying a grotto. Do you know what that is? It's a Catholic thing, I think. Do you know what a grotto is? Yeah, I do. It's, well, I think I do. It's like an outdoor kind of uh -huh. gazebo. Yep. For your, for your statues, for your um, icons. So my mom is very, very severe empath. You can't burn anything. I can't burn anything. I can't wear any oil. I, like my whole magic kit is useless because I can't burn fucking shit in here. So I'm going to set up, I'm buying this grotto off of a Catholic website. It's a big cement grotto. I'm putting it in the flower beds that I just planted. I know. I'm putting my Hakate out there. And um, that way I can have my seven day candles and everything going, but I have to go outside to worship and she doesn't even have any privacy. So all these fucking Trumpers are going to see me out there titties out sometimes full moon you got to get the titties out so basically what you're weird. telling us is you you are this is just another step in the remodeling of your mom's house <laughs> yes. like you will be living there sooner than later like yeah because you'll have remodeled the whole place and be like it's I can't true. Leave now. I, I bought, just changed everything yep i bought art for my bedroom bought curtains for my bedroom it's my bed. I've moved a lot of her books out. It's my bedroom now. It's, it's she's been very sweet. And I, uh, I mean, I'm not, this is not ideal, but this is where I'm, I am. She's just now starting her um, radiation because the medical system here is bullshit. So she's just now starting that this week. But, well, the, um, the idea of moving is so prominent in my life currently and like change and transformation and turnover, you know, it's happening on almost on every level of my life. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and I think the last few days we talked about it, it's like, has been indicative of, of you and I both feeling like just fucking overwhelmed with like energies yeah. and things like that. And it's like, I have to remember that I'm not supposed to just be able to handle everything all the time. Yeah. Like, yep. like it's no big deal. Like there's a difference between, you know, having equanimity and, you know, ignoring the trouble that's happening yeah um you know because equanimity speaks to the idea i can handle anything that comes my way but that doesn't mean i have to handle it you know and in, in one of my last in my last session that i had with sarah one of the things was humility and grace were the two things that i Ooh. was supposed to be you know kind of focusing on and so having humility and grace is a, those are key components for me when it comes to like accepting that i um, in over my head about something, I need help. Um, yeah. And, you know, some people might be like, well, what does that have to do with grace? Well, I mean, you know, being able to handle something gracefully means that, you know, you don't totally fuck it up because you are unable to ask for help. Yeah. Right. And I, I could work on grace. I could work on that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I it's mean, a great name too. I just, I love the word. Grace. My guides are like, they're like pushing on me right now. Like, please. <laughs> Grace, Grace. They my tell, they tell me all the time I have to watch my mouth. Oh, okay. I can see how that, mm -hmm. that could tie in. 
Yeah. My mom, uh, well, my grandma, her best friend, uh, I remember her name was Grace. And I remember going to her funeral. That's how like close Grace was to our family. That even as a grandchild, uh, you know, she was my grandmother's friend and I still went to her, you know, I remember the funeral yeah. was very, but I think it was the first, one of the first funerals I ever remember going to. Wow. And Grace was so beautiful. I remember I was like a seven-year-old kid in love with this woman who was Aww. like, I don't know, 55, six years. I mean, yeah, that's very was, cancer boy too. She was beautiful. I mean, she was such a beautiful person, right? Yeah. And um, yeah, she was very much like my grandma. They, you know, both were very small and petite, you know, mm-hmm. so, you know, as is my mom. And, you know, so the women I grew up with, like loving, were always kind of like the smaller petite women uh, yeah. in my life who like, you know, glowed. And uh, God, Grace was so beautiful. Um, Aww, I love that you're just like rhapsodizing about, oh, Chris, yeah. you had I remember like not girl. liking her husband because of that. Whoa. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> but I love that you could feel that kind of love for, because to be attracted to a woman of that age, you're being attracted to light and wisdom and, and actual grace probably too, but like you're being attracted to so many right things. That yeah. And it's like pre-puberty even... attraction. Right. Yep. And it's, yeah. um, it's also like, she's like one of the only women I never minded grabbing my cheeks and my playing with my big curly hair when I was a little kid. You were getting touched by her. Yeah. Yeah. Grace was yeah. like, it was cool if Grace did it, but all these other people, I don't know, like, you know, <laughs> Cause a lot of people would try to do that when I was a kid. Uh-huh. Um, but when Grace did it, it was fine. Was her, I'm trying to remember her last name. I don't remember. I just remember Grace. Anyway. So uh, should we do crystal corner real quick? Yeah, let's do it. Ryan's um, doing Ryan's crystal corner. Well, I didn't have like a ton of time to uh, prepare, prepare because I was too busy just being riddled with Sleeping. anxiety. <laughs> uh, but it's I figured, fine. Oh God, I figured it was, it was so timely so we could talk about this great ruby ring I had made for mm-hmm. me um, by my buddy Allie. And Allie, um, just a quick shout out, Allie and Tess um, is the name of the company. It's uh, based in Indiana. Um, you can go to uh, allieandtess.com and you can check out all kinds of customized gemstone crystal jewelry, right? I got it. Handmade, look. handmade stuff. It's a, um, uh, let me just give you the official uh, byline here. Allie and Tess is a line of uh, copper electroformed crystal jewelry, as well as other services and products for healing your whole person. Um, and, you know, Reiki healing, holistic wellness. Um, this was founded a couple of years ago. And um, so, I mean, who doesn't, who's not on board with that? With like, Hell yeah. you know, I mean, I need some. Ugh, constantly healing. forever. Constantly. As long as you're in a human body healing all the time. Yeah. And daily. so, um, also, Ruby. Jesus is great for it. I'm just putting it out there. Oh, yeah. You, you know, drink some red wine, wear some rubies, and get down with JC. Yeah. Um, he's got a real tall energy, too. Like, he's, like, big. He feels big. Every time he's around, I'm just like, oh. But I told you that time I had my period, he was in bed with me. I was like, sign he's me up. Of, he's not afraid of blood stigmata. Mm-mm, yeah, um, bring it, baby. Uh, <laughs> just let me read to you a little bit about Ruby. Please. Uh, brings it can bring up anger or negative energy for transmutation. Whoa! Um, and encourages the removal of anything negative from your path. It promotes dynamic leadership. Um, so I mean, th- this is like part of the reason I love the ruby ring so much. God, I didn't know that about rubies. It. I love um, it. Also, it's your ring. it's big also and my it's birthstone. your birthstone. Yeah, and your birthday is coming up, so it's like yeah, my birthday is coming right July. Yeah, it's coming up, uh, I guess, in a couple of weeks, a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Didn't even realize that. Um, it, de- it detoxifies the body, blood, and lymph, uh, treats fevers, infectious disease, and, rest- and restricted blood flow. Um, so any uh, fellows out there, you want to <laughs> get a ruby cock <laughs> ring? Get yourself a oh ruby cock Oh, my God. Oh, my um, God. That's hot. You know who'd do that? <laughs> Jesus. That's so Jesus. Jesus. Um, it stimulates <laughs> the adrenals, kidneys, reproductive organs, and spleen. Um, it's also good for like, it's supposed to be good for preventing psychic attack. Um, so for protection and that kind of Ooh, way, I love it. um, I'm and the one. vampirism of heart energy, which I'm sure everyone who's listening, uh, 
and Angela and I, myself, you know, included have experienced the vampirism of mm-hmm. hard energy. Um, you know, and I'm sure I've vampired people's hard energy before. <laughs> I most assuredly have. I like vampire as a verb. Uh, let's, yeah. let's get vampire as a verb going. I've definitely time. vampired people's hard energy. I've, I've definitely psychic vampired people before I'm sure. Um, or energy vampire people, you know, well, like, you know, I talked about my last, all my exes in the last episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just blew the mic out laughing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, I don't know, like for me, Ruby's great, but like, cause I think the idea of this, like when Angela brought up this idea of doing crystal corner was talking about like a, you know, a specific gemstone, uh, or crystal that is special to me. And obviously this one is special to me cause it was handmade by a friend. Um, and it's so, gorgeous and, and it's, huge. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's like you wear this before, you know, you know, when I don't have this on, I'm Ryan. When I'm wearing this, I'm like, that is that ring guy. Super Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you wear a ring like this, you're a fucking ring guy. It right? is. You're a ring guy. But it's cool. Uh, it's very masculine. You oh, know? thank you. I can't put my hand it in is. my pocket when I wear it, though, because it, it's so big. Um, <laughs> but it's like, it's <laughs> copper, which is great for you, right? Um, uh-huh. you know, so, but ruby i've always loved ruby because it's my birthstone and even as a little kid i leaned into that shit right so yeah. rubies were always like there's a movie called ruby falls um starring i've, Ashley I've always been drawn to rubies i don't know what it is that's it's, it must be an energy it's I that vitality of the red right? yeah which Ooh, yeah, is that's a good point yeah and it's that although if you know raw rubies are very greenish and red so it's like it's not like it's a muted red i guess maybe if that's the right word but like when you when you deal with like a raw ruby you're not it's not like one of these faceted gemstone rubies what is their website ally and test ally and test.com a l l i e i'm getting them i'm getting one a l l i e and they'll custom make you a piece um i'm in so um yeah, it's great stuff. So I've always just loved my gemstone, my birthstone. Um, I don't know. There's something about sharing a birthstone with everyone else who I don't even know who was born in the same month as me that somehow strangely makes me feel so uniquely special. Oh, I love that. I don't know if that makes sense because there's so many other people that also yeah. share the stone, but this stone is also mine. Yeah. I love that. Do you guys know that diamonds are garbage and that there are just so many fucking diamonds and then that these children have their arms chopped off and people die for diamonds and it's so stupid. And diamonds are just like everywhere. We have like a whole layer now. They found like a whole layer of earth. Get you a gemstone. Get, I've never, I've never been a fan of diamonds because I think they're pretty basic, but also because of the whole blood diamond action. Do you see this? He's bringing that. He wants me to fetch my kitten. He's my eternal kitten. He's like three, but he fetches. That's why this boy is coming to me right now. Um, but yeah, th- like birthstones, it used to be that way. It used to be birthstones. And what was it? It was like an ad campaign after the war or some shit. They, De Beers or somebody started it with diamonds. Don't, don't be basic. Be original. Get your, get your, get your birthstone. My, the only engagement ring I did not give to crows is Tanzanite. And the people who mined it had health benefits. And Tanzanite, they've almost mined all of it. You almost, it's almost gone from the earth. So get you a precious gemstone that people didn't suffer over. Yeah, get you an ethically sourced gemstone. Yeah. And it is interesting because oh, I'm very excited about, you know, some other things I'm working on that we'll be able to talk more about in the future that should be out before the end of the year. Let's talk about it in secrets. I'm going to talk about the the really nice things my guide said that I, I just feel like it's bragging here, so I'm not going to say it here. But I also have secret stuff about my big thing. Ryan and I are working on huge woo shit. It is so big. Huge woo shit. Okay, cool. Yeah, huge, well, let's. I guess we'll just wrap shit. it up. So um, this is where the magic happens.com at where magic happens on Instagram. You can find Angela on Instagram at lovable. I, I have two things to say too, though, before we wrap up. I have a review to read. Oh, we have to. Real okay. quick. And I have this book that we're reading for book club. Oh, guys, right now we're doing book club and it's usually for the $22 tier, but because it's our first book club and it's it's a really good book. So I'm opening it up to everybody. Um, we're going to do a live Zoom call. So everybody who reads the book gets to come in and talk about it. And we're doing Zora Neale Hurston, 
Her book, Their Eyes Were Watching God, is one of the most beautiful things I've ever read. African-American author, and this is a true memoir. Um, it's called Tell My Horse, Voodoo and Life in Haiti and Jamaica, and it's about her being initiated into voodoo. Like, fucking crazy. It does it's, sound, I mean, it, it's, yeah, I mean, the description good. of this She's book amazing. sounds like a must, a must read. She, she also is from this area in Florida, so I'm going to go do like a whole um, Mecca thing or something. I don't know, I'm going to go, I'll share that with everybody too, whatever cool stuff I got. Maybe I can go channel or something and sit there. Um, oh, but also I want to read this review. Um, you guys, read us reviews, or write us reviews, please. Um, and then send us a screenshot and I'll enter you in the drawing to win a free one, which I guess we announce another one this month. Um, but also, if you want to hear me read them on here, like this one. Um, this is from pke.ga. Very interesting name. Uh, what I'm looking for. I just found the show last week. I'm binging from the beginning and I like what I hear. Angela and Ryan can carry on an engaging conversation that makes me sad when the podcast is over. I love their humanness. They don't come across as more woo than thou. I love that. Great ideas for altars, ceremonies, great ways to practice in real life, and how to fall in love with yourself. Flaws and all. I love this. Exclamation point. Honey jars are my new thing. I love this. But also, you guys, instead of honey, use maple syrup, please. Flaws. And all. Flaws and all. Human Flaws and all, y'all. That's a t-shirt. I love this Flaws review. and all, y'all. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a t-shirt that you will see here in Florida. Flaws and all, y'all. Flaws uh, and all. Okay, well, thank you so much for listening. We hope you're doing well out there. Um, and, you know, we appreciate you. And thanks to the patrons, obviously, patreon.com. Oh, God, backslash. thank you so much, uh, you guys. This is where the magic happens. Um, you can jump on for secrets. We've got all, we did a, you know, we did a watch party not too long ago. We've. You know, you get videos of all the apps uh, and you know, there's lots of stuff going on over there. So thank you so much for everybody who signed up over there. We really appreciate that as well. So yes. in the meantime, uh, oh, you can find me on Instagram at Rising, her at, at Lovelable, um, at Where Magic Happens. Yeah. And then there's a Facebook group that apparently is boom, boom, booming. Yeah. It's been I do really peek fun. in over there. I don't get on Facebook all that often, but I do peek in over there and see what's going on. Um, and yeah, so it's great a great community over there. So in the meantime, uh, just remember this shit is real.